Briggs. It's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> this is Joe Bob Briggs. This is Jeffrey Combs. Hey, this is Scotty from Anthrax. Hi, you're listening to Adrienne Barbeau. Hi, this is Doc Bradley. You're listening to Quality Time. You're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Broadcast. And you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Podcast. I'm saying this under duress. You better keep listening or I will tear your soul apart. Her her nickname is Squints. We we love Squints from the bottom of our hearts. And welcome back to the Quality Time Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Eric Woodworth. On this Friday the 13th week, joined by my two favoritest people. First, the lady of flacken hair who uh, uh, had a dye job went wrong. The one and only... You know, I was brushing my teeth this morning and I thought, do I think Eric would disrespect me enough to bring it up without me? Yeah, I guess it's like like even having to be like, hey, don't talk about this. But yeah, I should have known the fact that it even crossed my mind. I'm like, I should have known that Eric would. I think, hey, listen, until you pointed it out, though, I didn't even notice it. So does that does that count for anything? Nope. No. Um, <laughs> the, the kid, the kids are these days. They do their their hair either purple or green because it show, shows the fact that they're gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, normally when I used to have multicolored hair, it was like a mood ring. Yeah, would let you know which disorder I was currently fighting. Um, <laughs> You're like, it's like a Power Rangers of hair. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, so they're what- called Mandalorians now. Okay. Okay. All right. So what I will say, so what Eric is referring to is I had a wedding yesterday and I knew my roots were getting really bad. And I was like, oh, I got to, you know, fix those. So I did something I don't normally do. I specifically bought a box of like just root touch up Mm -hmm. and it says medium blonde. Mm -hmm. And I go, that'll be fine. Like it'll, it'll blend. No big deal. So I do it and then I go and look in the mirror and I go, oh man, this is looking a lot darker than the rest of my hair and it's too late so i just have to go with it it wasn't horrible but like there is sort of a section that doesn't quite um nicely blend into the to the rest uh so i'm gonna have to figure that out um i don't know i might just go back to my you know my pube brown color i don't know hey listen as a pube brown colored haired man uh i think you would just look stunning don't worry Uh, you know what there's nothing there's nothing you could mess up on that head all right it's gonna be it's gonna be fine you know Um, the only thing i've ever messed up on a head is when i use teeth Uh, we're also joined by the very uh, aphasia-stricken brother, Jeremy P. Woodworth. Jeremy, how are you? I said aphasia instead of aphasia. Okay. 
It's. I think that's the Disney I, I, I have version. I'm now. Aphasia. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually doing the voice of Jason Voorhees. <laughs> they always the cut child, his voice. Child. Hi, I'm Child Jason. Sure hope I can go swimming in a little bit. Ooh. <laughs> hey, you kids, go ahead and have sex. I'm gonna go swim without my floaties. <laughs> Where's my mom? I want her to kill people for me. Mom, I can't find my floaties. I'm going to go play by the dock. I impale men now. Can can I swim at night in the middle of the night now? (laughs) They're doing naked wrestling. I need to get in the water. Okay, Eric, we get it. We don't need to hear about your fantasies. Okay. Uh, but Jeremy, um, you've been a busy bee as of late. I know you got a big weekend coming up. It's your busy season. You're going to go see, first of all, your hero, your uh, your short-sized hero, Brad Williams, who I'm pretty sure has a restraining order against you at this point, but they just let you in the factory anyway. Uh, I have a DM about um, hopefully going to Monster Mania with me. <laughs> 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 so you're gonna go see him and then you got monster mania at uh, the wonderful hunt valley uh experience next weekend should be super exciting you're always a, a crowd favorite there what are you um, looking forward to most at monster mania 2023 well there's gonna be the biggest midget at that at, 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 at all <laughs> isn't that, at, at isn't that an oxymoron i mean it's it, it's called elijah woods so. <laughs> elijah. <laughs> He's he's their end. <laughs> I also think uh, William Shatner and Christina Ricci are going to be there. Oh, Wednesday on a su- Saturday. Ex- Very nice. Ex- except it's um, last April. So Very oh. cool. So. Well, I'm excited about that. Now, um, Jeremy, uh, you have started your own. Um, it's, it, most of our quality time listeners know Jeremy, the musical genius, uh, underappreciated, probably undervalued by us. If I can say that, I don't thank you enough for the hard work that um, you do. Undervalued by Eric. Yeah. Jeremy. Okay. Well, just me. Okay. Um, but Jeremy has has a new commercial that he's uh, put together for his Reverb Nation channel. Which, by the way, listeners, if you haven't subscribed to, get on there. Uh, Jeremy gets a couple of pennies every time you play it, and you can play all the tunes to your friends. Uh, so without further ado, here's our new ad read for Jeremy's Reverb Nation channel. As a quality time listener, for the price of less than a quarter of a Starbucks coffee, you can get a downloadable song from Quality Time. Jeremy works minutes a day for quality time for such great classes as Room 237. Please download. Download the song so that we can buy money for drugs. Drugs will keep us funnier <laughs> till we die. Please download Reverb Nation slash Jeremy Woodworth and his bad music. 
That was beautiful, Jeremy. So go ahead and head over to Reverb Nation. Get yourself some Jeremy Wood Ridge. Support digital creators. It, it probably have the right Happer splash, um, uh, whatever sign, and I'll never get it right. You'll never find it. So, well, maybe hey, Jeremy, if you send me a link, I will put it in this week's episode description, so it'll be easy to click on if you're just listening to the show. And 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 I, I downloaded the the new um, happy great new song cover of uh, Nutting on You. Oh so. yeah, you can get this Nutting on one. You. You you that could just be pumping at the next wedding you go to say hey dj i'd like to hear nothing on you oh i don't have that one oh luckily i brought this flash drive that has every i want everything played i want 13 ghosts played right after nothing on you um also my suggestion for those of you getting married i suggest for your father daughter dance or mother son dance Docking with my son. Yes. See, this is what this is the magic that a Jeremy Woodworth could bring to your live event. Mm-hmm. And every wedding will always put, bring you to tears because it's so bad. If I ever get married, I'm getting uh, my first dance. I think my pick is going to be um, Pornalanch. Oh, Pornalanch. You know, under the most underappreciated Jeremy Woodworth hit. Dare yeah. I say? Um, Ashley, you have. Yes. Uh, speaking of I, weddings, I, I'm, hope, I'm hoping that the entire crowd will um, line dance to 13 ghosts. If by line dance, you mean everybody's doing cocaine at the table. That's exactly <laughs> the line dance is everybody jittery waiting to get up to the plate. <laughs> uh, um, speaking of weddings, Ashley, you had uh, went to a wedding. You also had a big announcement within your own family. Yes, so my my middle sister got engaged Woo! on Thursday. Congrats. Oh my god, do you all want to know how much self-control it took for me not to put in the family group chat that I'm like this is bullshit that you get two weddings and I get none. Mm. How how so. much? Uh, it took a lot of self-control. Okay. Um, it, it was it was an ungodly amount of self-control. Because then my older sister was like, oh, my God, I'll probably be like a year behind you. And I'm like, if both you bitches get married twice before me, mm-hmm. I'm going to fucking mm-hmm. kill your pets. <laughs> hey, you know, you know, it'd be great. Like at the wedding, and you're like if anybody has any problem with this and then the, you hit the you hear the stone cold glass break. You're like, oh, my God, it's Ashley Pontius. <laughs> She's here at the last minute. Good God. God Almighty! The text. I'm here. I'm here to challenge your title. <laughs> the, the, the Waynesboro rattlesnake here in the flesh. The chair she's sitting sitting in. I kick her out of it, and I'm like, "Give it, chair!" And just beat my sister with this. I, is this, is, I is want this that gonna... ring. I'm getting that ring, and I'm Ooh. fucking your husband. <laughs> is, isn't this going to be one of those uh, evangelical weddings where? Uh, you you find out that you're gonna have to fuck the uh, the groom in in as the first uh, um the oldest just like oh. Leah and, and Thompson from uh, no, uh Ashley, from Jacob you mean, or something. You, you mean pre Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm acting pre Yeah, <laughs> and and also he has to he he has to all the the dibs at all the good sheep. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what, Jeremy? That might be the nicest thing a boy's ever said about me. Be like, Ashley, I call first dibs on that sheep. <laughs> and, and, and he's got to pay pay for you for like seven years or something. I, I know all these Bible stories. Well, so funny enough, uh, thank God, no. No, that won't be happening at my sister's wedding. <laughs> but did I tell you guys I had gone to, this is my eighth wedding, the one I had yesterday. It's my eighth wedding this year, and I'm ready to kill somebody. Um, but I, I went to a wedding several weeks back. I don't know if I brought this up, but we all went to private school. It was a beautiful wedding. Don't get me wrong. But we, they all share um, Christianity, which I, of course, no longer participate in. And in the middle of this wedding, they're like, okay. Now for some worship songs. And I'm like, no. And they interrupt the ceremony. And they're like, open my heart, Lord. Open my... And I'm like, I can't believe I'm here right now. And I'm looking around at everybody else, hoping I'm going to see eyes with another secular human being. Being like, can you believe this shit? And uh, guess what? Didn't make eye contact with anybody because they all had their eyes closed and their hands in the air. Hey, so, hey Ashley, you know I think I think that song would be a lot better if they didn't even have if it was just all chorus to open my heart, Lord, so you could hear it for like another ten minutes straight. Yeah, just I, let it go on and on. I, hey, look, do you realize that uh, you know if we were to use uh, Friday the Thirteenth math, if you go to one more wedding this year, it should be called Ashley Goes to Hell. <laughs> <laughs> because it'll be the ninth installment this year. Hey, can I tell you a secret? <laughs> Every day Ashley goes down. <laughs> Every uh, fucking day. Now, uh, no, it was it was very pretty. I'm very excited for my sister. I like uh, Eric's met my soon-to-be brother-in-law. Yeah, he was a very sweet gent, a uh, man who, you know, I think could eat 30 hamburgers and still weigh 110 pounds. Uh, he's so tiny. He's a very, he's a, he makes Chris Restivo look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, he's like he's Mark very, Hendig, isn't he? Yeah, he's a tiny lad, but very, very kind, and so I'm very happy for you, uh, your sister, of course, your family, and stuff like that, so shout-outs to, uh, to that. Um, Thank you. I... <laughs> I uh I do have one just quick little story. Uh, by the way, Ashley came out to the Waynesboro show last night. We had a great time. Jim Meyer closing it out. Uh, did meet a crazy person that I will have to talk about probably behind a paywall because uh, even though I don't think she has internet access, uh, I <laughs> still would feel more comfortable behind something because um, that I know she won't be able to pay for it. So um, the uh, <laughs> I did... idea that people listen to our podcast is so funny. yeah yeah I'm pretty funny. I'm pretty sure joe robinson was upset that i actually got into the patreon what you paid for that you best yes yes <laughs> but uh the other day i uh i went to uh my local liquor store shout outs uh shout outs uh piney run and uh i i pull up that sounds like eric's diarrhea <laughs> and uh yes piney run is what i do every day when i drink a bottle of lysol hoping this all stop so <laughs> i uh I pull up in um I I'd gotten a couple work emails in my my drive cuz I uh, I work about 45 minutes usually away from my house so uh, you know sometimes they ding and I'm like so I pulled over finally and uh I'm just I'm answering some work emails here and there and uh, uh a lady pulls up right next to me and she's got her window down and she's blaring like straight up like Peter Tosh legalize it and I will advertise it like it's full on Jamaican is, like it, isn't, isn't that a, a Phil Collins song 
Yes. Uh, it's no fun to be an illegal lies in it. I I don't know exactly what you're talking about, but yes. So well, that's what I call Ray Gay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I I then I have my window slightly cracked, and I can smell the aroma of sweet Chiba slowly, you know, making the one foot trek from my car to her car. I'm like, oh, all right. I'm like, I was like, you know what? Hey, it's a nice autumn day it's beautiful outside you know what fuck it it's weeds decriminalized and you can buy it at a store now i don't care right i'm having a great time so i get out and she's still sitting in her car i've been sitting there for like three or four minutes answering emails and this bitch is just blowing a big old j in the car okay i'm like cool i'm glad glad you're having a great time go into the liquor store i uh, i i get my my goods and services that i i, I get from there and uh i'm walking out and um lady's finally out of her car and uh the reason she had come there that day um i guess it must be leaving work or something um is to pick up her kids from the daycare <laughs> and i see her strapped in these bastards in car seats in the back seat and i'm like bitch did you just <laughs> did you just leave margaritaville and then you're going <laughs> marijuanaville and then you're just picking up your kids right now i mean listen part of me i i don't i i i just uh, it was a lot of emotions that went through me well, a lot of can emotions. i agree with you eric that it bothers me i have no issue with weed mm -hmm. but it bothers me that i would feel the same if i knew someone was drinking or on shrooms or whatever yeah a, you shouldn't be operating a vehicle and two you shouldn't be doing it with children in jail. yeah i like uh, there's now granted as a per man listen i partook of the weed for many years of my life what? uh many years uh i stopped when i was about 25 but from about 16 to 25 every day uh i would i'd be smoking the the old weed the old devil's grass and uh i will say in her in her defense and i don't think what it is defense but in her defense I can tell you I never drive safer than when I'm super stoned because all I am is paranoid that I will be pulled over at any single moment. So I am always 10 and 2 the whole time. I remember I actually don't like doing it because I will we will arrive 45 minutes later than needed. Um, we will be extra cautious. So you know, what, you know what really bothers me as a parent? What's that? It really bothers me when they... Uh pretend to kiss their baby right in the mouth and they shotgun the weed right into the kid's <laughs> mouth i you know what i thought that was a bit too far too jeremy <laughs> well i think kids like weed too are you calling are you saying it's like a baby bong like <laughs> yeah baby bong yeah that's a good uh good movie too baby bong <laughs> So it's like one of those things like so if it happens again do, do i have to say something i'm like hey do you bitch you need to relax because that what's going to happen is she's going to drive off and then just be pissed at me you know just and, like and, and also babies cough a lot it's because they be smoking weed <laughs> well eric the eric i know isn't very confrontational you just yeah. do an anonymous call to cps <laughs> ah okay a little cps call maybe maybe that's yeah. the right move right. yeah you just low-key tell other people you're like hey I think she's getting high in front of her kids. What if um, selling meth? What a, what if they do and they go check it out and it's actually just like those uh they're not babies at all, they're just midgets posing as it and they're like they pull out cigars like, Hey, what's the big deal, copper? Like that. I sit in the kid's seat because I like to be safe. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> then, uh, I, then I look like a jackass. <laughs> it, it might be kind of um, rude, but now if I see uh, 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 like a, a young mother with like a baby in a stroller, my first uh, thing is to say, hey, um, did your baby sh- just shit himself? Or are you smoking weed? Yeah, I don't love the smell of weed myself. I don't enjoy it. There's nothing about it that I find a turn on. Like, I, I've had that. I've asked myself before, which do I hate more, the smell of weed or seeing a guy chewing? Mm. And it's really hard. I don't know the answer to that. I hate both. Okay, fair enough. Um, and Eric used to do both. <laughs> I did. That was an everyday thing for your boy. So, um, anyway, are we ready? Oh, actually, we do have one last thing before we get into tonight's uh, today's film. We passed a very, very special one uh, from our voicemail box. Another message from sweet uh, Uncle Jeffrey for for Jeremy here. Uh, hey, it's your, hey, it's your Uncle Jeffrey. Hey, hey, Al, did, did you know that old Jackson and Bill Brown make Jeff a dull boy, Jared? <laughs> hey, also, I was, I was wondering if you wanted to, to hang out in this efficiency one-bedroom apartment and pretend we're snowed in. <laughs> that, that would have been more appropriate for last week's episode. He did send it last week, but uh, we had a long episode for The Shining. Um, so I'm sorry we missed that, Uncle Jeff. Um, Jeremy is speechless, uh, but I'll take his wordless answer is yes he'd love to be snowed in with you absolutely i i hate to think that um jeffrey was actually in a car during this <laughs> he <Yeah>. has some <laughs> transportate somewhere he's he could be uh, to california by now so yeah i would love the the uncle jeff and jeremy version of the shining Je- jeremy's mm. obviously uh jack in this in this scenario and jeff is wendy like Oh, uh, hey, hey, Jer. He's like, Get, when you hear the sound of the ding, 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 ding in the bass, it means I'm working. <laughs> so it means don't come in. <laughs> Can't you see I'm trying to make the 14th ghost now? And now I have to start over from scratch. Hey, and Jeff. In- hey, Jeff. I'd just like to bash your fucking face <laughs> Like, I'm in- bash the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm in the back talking to a dead rat. <laughs> <sighs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Another fresh rat this week. And the worst <gasps> thing was <laughs> the dog was going nuts. And I was like, leave me alone. Leave me alone. And, of course, the the, 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 the dog is, re- is trying to get my attention. I'm like, just leave me alone. And I can hear. I thought the, the rat was just making noise and being annoying. And I'm like. Where is the rat? The rat is making noise. It's under a cabinet. And the mm. rat is shaking something and it's making noise. I'm like, what is this? Oh, the rat is still in the, the rat trap. And the rat is still got its arm in the rat trap. <laughs> and I had to take the <laughs> the things to pull it out of the under the cabinet. Uh. And the other thing is it <laughs> it's still mobile, but it still had its, its <laughs> So I have to work a BB gun with one hand to work the pump with another hand, and I have to have the little the little grabber to hold the the rat. And I finally figured out like I can't I can't pump this thing. So I have my my foot on the rat trap, and uh, and also 
I let go of him for a second. It starts running under the uh, the dishwasher. I'm like, oh, I gotta get it back. Gotta back, get it back. And I'm like, so, honey, honey, cock, cock this BB gun for me. Cock the BB gun. So, and I got, I plugged it two times in the head and got a lot of blood everywhere. I love getting blood over white tile four because that is the success that the bloodlust that I live for. The bloodlust of killing rats and uh, thinking of other people that I could kill and I can't get away with in society. So, hey, Jeremy, have you have you ever thought? Um, have you ever thought about making yourself a king rat before? Have you heard about king rat before? Like this is that theory? a is that a Donkey Kong um, character? Or no. Something? So the idea is, uh, and I don't know if this is just urban legend <laughs> or or what, but the idea of a king rat is when you take you capture a group of rats and you don't feed them eventually they'll start eating each other okay <laughs> and when you're down to the last rat if you introduce a new gra- a new group of rats it'll teach them all how to eat each other until there's one rat again and after about the third or fourth time you do this you have one who's like your your big fighter rat and then you just let him loose in your house and you won't have rats anymore cuz all he does all he knows how to do is eat other rats Maybe make just one. Maybe just have one like golfer-sized rat that you take care of that eats all of them. Uh, I'm pretty sure the last one that that I killed was the mama because it was ginormous. It's one of the biggest rats I've seen. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Jeremy is living graveyard shift. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is very bad. Oh, gotta kill all these rats here. Mm, I'm I'm from New Hampshire. Ah, <laughs> uh, and speaking of New Hampshire, that brings us in no way into our this week's movie. Ah. Uh, it is a week of Friday the 13th. It is October, and we're going over the ninth installment of the Friday the 13th series. Jason goes to hell the final Friday. Technically, the second final movie in the series that wasn't the end of it. So, um, <laughs> man, uh, 1993, I can tell you that this particular installment of the movie i've probably seen the most really uh because it came out in the 90s and this is really the only one we had until what jason x which i believe came out in the 2000s uh let's see what year is jason x yeah 2001 yeah this one's this one's 93 but this is like the last jason movie we had for like a very long time until jason x it's also the first uh installment that actually doesn't use the name friday the 13th because it uh was under trademark dispute with paramount and this was a dimensions film um which was i didn't know that uh, the same uh, company, Dimension, which was uh, derivative of New Line Cinema, uh, which owned the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street series, which is uh, why we're going to see a lot of crossover action as we move forward through this film today. That's, uh, was it was it different than uh, Jason Takes Manhattan or Jason Goes to Washington? Yes. Well, Jason <laughs> Takes Manhattan is the one that is pr- uh, prior to this movie, but that was still called Friday the 13th. 
Jason takes Manhattan. What, now, what about Jason goes to Baltimore and he just gets killed over and over again? Yeah, J- <laughs> it's called Jason Tries to Escape Baltimore. That's what that one's called. <laughs> Escape from Baltimore. Actually, hear me out. Um, I think there's a new movie coming. It's called National Harpoon. <laughs> <laughs> but i i do like this movie uh it is a uh uh, it's a fun installment that tries to make it a bigger world. Now, there was a comic book that was released that tied the events of part eight to part nine, uh, basically, because if oh. you remember, at the end of part eight, uh, a good old Jason Voorhees just gets a, uh, gets in a sewer pipe and then washed over with a bunch of toxic waste, which is explains why he looks a lot different. He's like all bulgy in this one. It's not yeah. just because Kane Otter gained 50 pounds since the last movie. Totally reasonable reason is that he's covered in toxic waste because he became a child for a moment which also made no sense but uh fun times uh, but basically he just walks back from new york of like man this toxic waste sucks i gotta get out of the big city can, can i mention the uh the all the important parts of uh, uh jason uh goes to baltimore but he realizes that baltimore is full, full of deadites but they're actually just crackheads that are like uh, heroin they're they're like leaning over like they're almost dead yeah yeah yeah. they ask you for five dollars and then they keep saying i'll swallow your pole i'll swallow your pole i'll swallow your pole <laughs> um. <laughs> um but you know what's interesting what eric pointed out uh because i don't think that fully crossed my mind that is it me or does that mask in this one look more like the one we would then see in x Right. Yeah, I mean, I, there is a continuity of like the Jason movies. Pretty much everyone, except for this one, shows you. Like, if you watch any of the Friday Thirteenth yeah. movies, it literally the first fifteen minutes is recapping the last movie and right. uh, like how we got here, kind of. Right. Um, but this was the first one where it's like, now nah, we just throw you right into the mix of the of that, and it had to do with the rights of the movie, uh, which right. actually just recently became a non-issue. I think they're settled on the rights of Friday the Thirteenth oh. and stuff like that now. Well, but but I guess with that. Would that explain, though, Eric, why the mask looks so different in the opening of this movie? Because yeah, they couldn't have it? Uh, okay. Probably. Probably a little change for that. Um, okay. But uh, this movie does uh, kick you right into high gear. Uh, it starts off with what you think is a classic tale of Jason Voorhees uh, as he uh, is stalking a woman in a uh, uh, cabin on Camp Crystal Lake. Uh, she though uh, puts on a towel and is basically a gymnast. She can fucking take a one story bump off of the top rail, break through a table and go full sprint, never losing her towel. I don't know how the towel stays on at all. Whatever it is, it needs to be sold to others. Uh, but she eventually uh, the unsuspecting Jason Voorhees into a SWAT team that is waiting for him that completely fuck his shit up. And I mean, just the first five minutes of this movie, we watched uh, Jason get shot 50 times and then blown up by an RPG, uh, which everybody's just like, yeah, woo, we fucked him up, boys. Which the absolute camp of this entire movie but that scene where it's like he completely gets dismembered and then his heart is just laying there like they just so chilling. perfectly <laughs> blowed him up that like oh yeah his heart's just laying out no big deal yeah 
Um, it was really, it, it is very fun to see. Now, Kane Hodder is reprising his role here as uh, Jason Voorhees, but really isn't in a lot of the movie, if you think about mm-hmm. it. Um, because uh, as you'll see, uh, Jason's going to go do some body hopping in this film. Can, but can you, can you play some, can you play that song? Which one? My Heart Will Go On by uh, Celine Dion. Oh, yeah, maybe. Um, nah, maybe not. Um, so, the, <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I thought about it. I don't really want to. Um, so, <laughs> uh, uh, How about- there was a portion of this movie, though, in the opening scene, because uh, Kane Hodder had actually been, is actually got very badly burned uh, mm. uh, in a previous movie and when he was taking off the Jason masks like the prosthetics and stuff uh, there's a, a child of like one of the crew on set that looked at him like mm. are you okay um, and it, here, here goes okay let's go Jeremy for his flute solo that's not going to come on because he does not have a zoom set for musicians currently so it's not going to come through but, I was trying to do the Celia Dion song. Sorry. I know you were, man. Um, so <clears throat> the uh, so that he takes off this mask, right? And uh, he's actually really burned on his neck from an, a previous shoot. And this kid is like, "Are you okay?" And he goes, "I'm actually just I'm fine. You can touch it." And he's just like, "I'm just a little bit different than everybody." Um, and he he became really good friends with this kid on set and was really nice to him. And um, it said that Kane Hodder, while he is into John Wayne Gacy and being the character Jason all the time um he uh he does go to uh, a lot of times to like children's hospitals that where people are like badly burned and he will go visit these kids so he's uh, while he seems like a maniac he's a has a heart of gold so shout outs kane hodder you know we are very lucky to know someone who is just as giving and kind you know when Justin Schlegel was in the hospital fixing that hernia, he went to all the other kids with their baby penises. <laughs> <laughs> he was just like, look, I have a small one too. Um, <laughs> like, it's going to be okay. You'll get into entertainment to compensate for it. <laughs> so, uh, uh, let, me, let me say that first time I, I met Kane Hodder and he said, are you gay? That is true. <laughs> that is true. So, uh, uh, the next we are transported to the coroner's office where uh I, I i always point this actor out when i see him in thing the great richard gant who is just a wonderful bit actor probably his best most known role is in the movie the big lebowski where he plays the cop uh that is interviewing the dude after the suitcase gets stolen he's like okay. wouldn't hold out for the suitcase and he goes or the credence um so that's his <laughs> it's one of his biggest speaking roles in a movie but my friend uh, sean laskowitz friend of the show dawn of the dead episode if you go back in our archives will always say like hey i found another movie with richard gant he's in it. i'm like shut Aww. the fuck why do you care about richard gant so much you have to bring him into my life constantly but he is ingrained <laughs> that every time i see him he's like oh yeah that's richard gant i have to know him by first name basis so uh <laughs> he is examining the body and uh much like the telltale heart here's the beating of jason's black dismembered heart and looks at it and he's like you know what i gotta take a big old bite out of this son of a bitch and he does and immediately lets forth it's supposed to be a roar but really just sounds like a fat person's belch like it sounds like jeremy after a full root beer is in him like um <laughs> oh, oh oh there's demons getting into my so- oh, I just have really bad gas. 
<laughs> Eric, I just realized, was Richard Gant in the Glimmer Man? Uh, yes, he was. He was the guy who did all the background uh, stuff and dug up all that stuff on Steven Seagal. <laughs> yes, that is also Richard Gant. Shout outs. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, we hear that uh, roar and uh, all of a sudden the other coroner shows to uh, come in and you'll actually see a, a cameo uh, unmasked Kane Hodder who is one of the security guards that's allowing people into there. So uh, you get to see uh, here this interaction of Kane Hodder actually speaking in the movie uh, here. You know, Phil, this is actually kind of an amazing opportunity. I mean, how many people... Oh, uh, you know what? I, I didn't grab that audio at all, but here's the coroner actually when he enters. Now, Now Richard Gant has become the embodiment of Jason and taken on the demons, and uh, uh, the coroner is talking to this dead body here. They get a chance to say whatever they want to Jason fucking Voorhees. Hey, Buck. How you doing, you badass, maggoty, blown-up fuck? <laughs> you know what I'd like to do to you? I'd like to take a crap right on your fucking mask. <laughs> a big old mango-sized crap. Yes, that's a probe. <laughs> <laughs> So he makes he makes short work of the first one. I like this kill because he like smashes his face down into like this metal grate, and you can see like the chunks that like he mashed it so far. He made his like wet face into a waffle fry, uh, and just peels it back up through there. Uh, and you can see in the reflection, J- that, Jason, oh. Jason loves waffle fries. He, he does. Uh, I, I do think it's also funny that as he's walking by uh, now, Jason, even though he's inhabiting this body and looks like Richard Gant, in the reflection, it's like it's like, oh, you can still see it's Jason though, just like that, because that's uh, the supernatural aspect of this. Can, can you gu- can you guys mention to uh, another film with Gene uh, Hodder as a security guard? Uh, what's that? That's right, Wishmaster. So. Yes, he, he is in the Wishmaster right. where he gets fucked up. I forgot. Yeah, the Wishmaster beats the shit out of <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. Holy shit. Wishmaster! Another underappreciated Jeremy Clark. I just want to see more Kane Hodder films as a, as a security guard, kind of like Lou Ferrigno as a security guard with Stan Lee. So, But uh, here I do have the audio of Kane Hodder talking to, uh, I guess, himself as Richard Gant here. Uh and I just love that people are like talking shit about Jason. He's like, he's completely fine until you talk shit to him. <laughs> Cause he's like, yeah, walking. it's the Ashley Pontius of villains. <laughs> he's walking by like first person and then he hears them talking shit. He's like, motherfucker said what? Like, <laughs> and he goes back and uh, murders the hell out of him. So uh, this, uh, let's listen to the rest of this audio here. Hey, so Doc, what's the verdict? Jason can be getting up and walking around anytime soon? <laughs> we really nailed that fucker. <laughs> you want nothing but a big old pussy anyway <laughs> Tonight on American Case File Jason Voorhees Dead or deadly These dramatic photos were taken in the aftermath of the autopsy of Jason Voorhees The facts Two security men Dead A coroner Dead Another coroner Missing Are these men victims of a serial killer only believed to be deceased? Many say yes. 
I'm Robert Campbell. And that's Robert Campbell, who will be playing basically our Geraldo Rivera uh, character in this movie. Um, can can really- we say my favorite sound effect from the 80s was a current affair? Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, like, there is nothing more 90s in horror movies, but also we would see this all the time, but specifically horror movies in the 90s. There's nothing I love more than someone working in the media or a news anchor who's like, I gotta get my next big break. And then they're one of the first people to get it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, the American Case File goes on. Uh, this episode that just it cuts into Jason is still on the loose. Is he alive? Uh, there is a man who has all of the answers, and that's going to be Creighton Duke, played by Stephen <coughs> Williams. Uh, probably most famously known for, uh, I think, his role in the X Files. He basically replaced the smoking man for a while as a guy. He's like, Mulder, you got to look for things over here. And he's a great character actor, uh, but I swear he went full sense on his role in this movie just like every scene he's he's a he's a showstopper in this movie every scene he's in this is pretty much a sequel to uh uh, 21 jump street yes yes (laughs) so uh here's uh now creighton duke uh un not shown in this movie did at one time have a backstory of why he wanted to kill Jason so bad. Um, and it's apparently that he was on a canoeing trip that Jason jumped out of the water and grabbed his beloved and killed her, which is why he has this captain Ahab style vengeance out for Jason. Still the fish that got away, which will come important because you're about to hear his interview here. Well, I was actually referring to your claim that Jason Voorhees is not truly dead. What you think of as Jason is not Jason. That body he's wearing, that's just me. That boy knows how to dress. He wears other people's bodies like folks wear a suit. Oh, he may get blown up, but that's just a little minor inconvenience for him. He'll just get himself another body. Jason Voorhees, the true Jason Voorhees. It's something you and I have never seen before, Mr. There's only one way to put an end to him for all time. And I'm the only one that knows the way. So if you want him dead, truly dead, 500 grand is my fee. And for that, you get the mask, the machete, the whole damn thing. Now, that sounds a bit familiar. Did it maybe? Who wore it better? Was it Creighton Duke? Or was it the great Quint from Jaws? $10,000 for me by myself. For that, you get the head, the tail, the whole damn thing. Also, if I was a male prostitute, this would be my pitch to everyone. $10,000 for me by myself. (laughs) For that, you get the head, the tail, the whole damn thing. Also, this this guy definitely predated, uh, and he was replaced with some other lesser actor, Denzel Washington, who Ugh. figures out a demon becomes from body to body. Oh, and, fallen! Ah, and, and that's, a, a, so. that's a good point. Also, Eric, I'll give you a quarter. <laughs> oh, sold. 
<laughs> you throw in an orange juice to get me blood sugar up and I'm sold. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so Creighton Duke is out there to go hunt Jason down. He wants $500,000. Spoiler alert, nobody gives it to him. Now, next, we get to meet Diana Kimball, played by Aaron Gray, as well as Joey B., uh, who is played by Rusty Schwimmer, uh, and Shelby, played by Leslie Jordan. These uh, three all work at the local diner here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Can I say Rusty Schwimmer is probably the best porno name I've ever heard. Yes. Yes. Um, But also Leslie Jordan. I totally forgot he was in this movie. And then a lot of you might know he got so popular at his age on TikTok during the pandemic. Yeah. He recently passed away. Uh, Yeah. R.I.P. Leslie Jordan. Um, He this lovable flamboyant man that uh, we will no longer get to see, uh, but does have a wonderful role in this movie as the the boyfriend to Joey, uh, played by Rusty Schwimmer here. Uh, they, I love their little dynamic. He's such a tiny little person to her mm-hmm. large, boisterous, uh, looks like she's coming from bowling night constantly in this movie. Um, I watched this with my wife and she didn't, she couldn't figure out that Aaron Gray wasn't Linda Carter. She's making Wonder Woman jokes. I'm like, this is not Linda Carter. Uh, yeah, this is like <laughs> there's a difference between the two. She's, and it's called large giant breast size. So. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's like the uh the uh, uh she's like the wish version. She's wondrous female. Uh <laughs> beady, beady, you don't have biggest breasts, Buck. So uh Duke also happens to be there to confront uh Diana uh and tell her this. Take him out in my car. Uh, I'll be out in a minute. All right, let's go. Uh, well, he confronts her to basically say that, you know, you could take down Jason. I know your secrets and stuff like that. And uh, the sheriff doesn't like how he's treating his uh, hot gilf uh, 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 girlfriend here. Uh, so the sheriff goes to go arrest uh, Creighton Duke, but he says this on the way out. He's coming for you, Diana, and your daughter. Lock your doors. Uh-huh. Ooh, very ominous. Can I ask a legitimate question as far as, may I first just say, the woman playing the grandmother, mm-hmm. J- Jessica? Uh, Diana is her name oh, I'm in sorry. the movie. Jessica Diana. is the daughter, who we haven't okay. met yet. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, I'm sorry. So, Diana, can I just say, it looks way too young as a woman to have a daughter that old. But then my question is, because I see the daughter's boyfriend, which we're about to get to, constantly running around in what I think is a Letterman jacket. Yeah. How old are they supposed to i have be? no idea so that's a, that's one of the big questions i have because uh, steven is also there uh who is the ex-boyfriend of uh jessica who is diana's daughter and uh yes. they're there to have a word that jessica's coming back into town uh, we're gonna find out sooner than later that uh jessica's had a child and that child is indeed steven's child who we are i guess supposed to believe because he's wearing a letterman jacket is maybe 20 years old and this also jessica's maybe 20 years old as well but they <sighs> don't look a day over 36 um mm-hmm. they <laughs> They are not young-looking people at all. Which also the idea that he has a Letterman's jacket is so funny to me in this movie. I'm like, I hate this nerd. I I cannot believe this is like, I can't believe a girl looked at this dude and was like, not only am I going to let him inside me, I'm going to let him finish. 
So uh, this 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 actor uh, who plays Stephen is John D. LeMay, and uh, he he was born in 1962, so that would have made him 31 in this role. Um, <laughs> so he's 31 years old in real life when he's filming this, which makes sense, right? Um, he's also uh, uh, he doesn't have a lot of um, credits for him other than Jason Goes to Hell. It's his number one credit, but his second one is that he was in 54 episodes of Friday the 13th the series from. 1987 to 1989 so uh shout out to this feller so eric friday Friday the 13th and a movie yeah (laughs) so wait a minute though that series i actually don't know this that series came out then before this movie yes 87 to 89 um and starring starring roby and i don't remember Mm -hmm. i I don't ever really remember watching the friday the 13th series but it was like a it was like a horror show kind of similar to a uh tales from the crypt and stuff like that it didn't have jason at all that's why when i saw it i was like what what, there's no fucking jason in this i don't want to watch this crap because at least freddy's nightmares had freddy as the guy who would tell the story beforehand what is jason gonna do oh i drowned as a kid again and i have a voice now shut up um (laughs) the friday the 13th was carried on to the conjuring with the 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 couple where they find artifacts with an evil room with uh things that they oh we sold all these evil artifacts now i gotta find them because they have demons in them yeah yeah so like uh, annabelle so uh diana talks to um steven and says that she needs to talk about jessica please show up at my house at 10 o'clock tonight on the dot because that's a normal time for your daughter's ex-boyfriend to show up at your house in the evening okay cool cool Mm. so Mm -hmm. on his way over though he goes to go pick up some hitchhikers because that's what you do in a small town of crystal lake you go ahead if you see hitchhikers you pick them up it's what you do uh so they he immediately goes and grabs them and uh they have a little chat as uh they want to be dropped off of course at camp crystal lake they were like fuck yeah jesus dead we're ready to go party so uh why are you going to the camp now that Jason's dead. We're thinking yeah. about smoking some dope, having a little premarital sex, and uh, not worry about getting slaughtered. Ah. Oh, not worried about getting slaughtered. Boy, oh boy, are they uh, in for it. Uh, of course, they get dropped off, and we get a little side story of these three getting murdered slowly. Uh, some pretty cool kills. Uh, the one bitch gets uh, gets uh, sliced up pretty good, but I do like the girl who's in the tent and uh, riding him, and she just gets stabbed with a giant spike through the tent. I always thought this was a really, really cool kill and a great mm-hmm. way to... Uh, uh, you know, add some good old fashioned kills to the movie. Um, I I watched the uh, sex scene with my wife, and uh, they they were having sex, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, this is so fake. I mean, <laughs> when the woman gets gets crushed and and also halved with the thing, mm-hmm. a, a woman doesn't have an orgasm. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's not that's ridiculous. You know? I think the most unbelievable part was that she was on top. I'm like, why would you do the work? Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, you know, this did this particular part of the movie, I think it's overlooked a a little bit. Um, So uh, I was inspired and I wrote a little tune about this portion of the movie and uh, I'd like to share it with you now. Late night, we going out. Into the woods we all know 
Yeah, there's been 87 murders At least we know I wanna die with you In the woods now I wanna die with you It's all good now I wanna die with you You know we really could bang Anywhere else Set up camp for a bit And take a little skinny dip We all know the guy where the mask likes to go But that was years ago I wanna die with you In this tent, yeah I wanna die with you No repent, yeah I wanna die with you You know it's fornication But it's totally worth it Crushing puss while the friend's head is smashed Oh, ain't it a gas Pass the weed while I enter you, baby you know our time's almost past I wanna die with you Oh shit, what the fuck? Casey, run! I wanna die with I you I wanna die <laughs> with you I just wanted you to think I was edgy yeah. die with you a love song that's beautiful eric i have to first find someone to want to live with me but that's great (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so uh the hitchhiker's now dead richard gant needs uh is still on the run murdering people um next we get to see uh jason gant uh stalking diana at the diner uh jason ends up taking out the deputy's side piece and then captures him and then ties him up um and what is basically takes him to the old Voorhees house right after that uh ties him up shaves him very very nicely in a very awkward shaving ritual uh and then uh naked and then enters his body through a uh a giant kiss so uh that was um never before been done is uh this idea of jason jumping in and out of bodies and stuff like that and the fact that jason would be like you know what i want to inhabit this guy this motherfucker better not have a mustache, though. It's one thing I hate is a fucking guy with a stash. So I was going to say, um, Eric, I've had plenty of guys do this to me. Completely naked. They're like, hey, you got to be shaved before I enter you. I, <laughs> okay. I guess I like the idea is like, can he not inhabit somebody if they have facial hair? Like it can't get through. Like I, the demon doesn't like to touch whiskers. It likes to it likes skin on skin contact. <laughs> that's, that's very funny. The idea that if you ask Jason what the logic is, he's like, I can't can't have a mustache on my corpse too pervy he's just like it it's kind of gay if i kiss you and you have a mustache (laughs) (laughs) which we have to talk about the fact that like that is how he enters people is through the gnarliest french kiss you've ever seen oh yeah yeah just this giant (laughs) tongue of blackness starts to come out which we'll see later is a fully fleshed out demon that just goes from in that's so his heart is actually just a demon i guess i i you know i don't know it's a deadite we'll get to that soon enough wasn't, wasn't this movie just the biggest ambrosia jambalaya of every other horror movie? Because it, it's it's partial, partially a slither slash a uh, it's a it's also a, a, you have to eat a heart. 
mm-hmm. for something yeah. and and you haven't even gotten to the, like the book of the dead yet we haven't gotten you know? to the book of the dead the necronomicon which is featured in here well i think the idea for this movie is that dimension had uh bigger plans to make essentially um a freddy versus jason versus ash movie which i think was where they were going with all this which, which i kind of might love and you know hey by the way the comics of it are fucking great is ash okay. versus freddy versus jason is actually a really great comic book series you can read and was okay. i think the intention of where they were going instead we just got freddie versus jason it was the only two franchises we could get matched up which also probably the best freddie and best jason movie outside of like one or two it's like it's easily the in the top three of both franchises is freddie versus jason so um in my humble opinion um what Freddy i don't versus- think i follow you what do you mean so it, between the Nightmare on Elm Street series and mm-hmm. the Friday the 13th series, I think Freddy vs. Jason is easily top two or three in both of those respective franchises. I will have to go back and rewatch it. It's been a really long time, and I was like, hmm, I don't think I have an opinion on that. You can I'm, sh- I'm, I'm still waiting for J- Jason versus Alien. So Yes, I am <laughs> waiting for that as well. Um, now... Next, we see old uh, Deputy Josh jackbooting his way into uh, Diana's house uh, when she notices his reflection is Jason. Uh, she's able to actually shoot him in the head, uh, but uh, he's a deadite, so that shit doesn't really work. He immediately gets back up and uh, starts trying to put the old moves on her. Uh, then, um, luckily, Steven uh, fucking Goldberg spears him off of her through a window. Um, or, no, and then he basically... S- picks up a skewer and Jason skewers fucking Diana in the back, uh, uh, ending her life very soon. And, uh, Steve then impales Jason and then throws him out of a window. Uh, but with her dying words, she goes, save, save Jessica. That, that girl who definitely, my daughter who definitely doesn't like you as a person anymore. I need you to save her. Cause I thought you were a good 30 year old, 20 year old. Um, so, uh, Do, you're thinking like, like every franchise they'll have, somebody going through a window much like the the omen but it's like the, almost every single friday the 13th somebody has to go through a window and jason goes uh goes to hell is going going through two windows in a movie yes he's going through windows windows are his only weakness um <laughs> <laughs> he can't be killed but man does he hate panes of glass and then, oh. and then you, you have like one window window crash through a, like a second story but then the first story like Eh, we'll just go one note through a window and he's like just falling onto the ground. It's like, it's not even falling. You're just going through a window. <laughs> so, look, so look, I like the idea that he had a confrontation, right? Where he got shot through the head. He gets mm-hmm. up and he's just like, I'm ready to do it. Gets impaled. I'm fine. Goes through the gas window and he goes... Phew them's the rules i gotta leave now it's arena rules if he kicks me out of the house through a plane of window i can't come back in <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna start a business called um windows and floor he's <laughs> Jesus Christ. The level of pun that you had to go to eight, for that. 811 <laughs> Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> Today! 
shortly <laughs> after that, the sheriff shows up and he thinks, oh my God, you just murdered my sweet gilf girlfriend. You're going to the slammer, pal. So uh, the sheriff takes him down there with his uh, helpful deputy, Randy. Randy, who hey, actually has beady, a- beady, beady. You're going to jail, Buck. <laughs> Randy actually has a relationship with Steven. They are actually really good friends, uh, but he's got to figure out how he's going to save Jessica and why. Uh, Jessica, we find out, uh, is actually dating Robert Campbell, the host of the uh, American Case File. And uh, we also found out that the baby girl uh, that Jessica has is, in fact, Stephen's baby. Now, while he's locked up in there, who is his cellmate right next door? But none other than uh, Creighton Duke himself. And Creighton Duke would love to just tell him everything he needs to know. But he basically has to break his fingers every time to get... (laughs) I don't understand why he's just like, I got to see that you're not a bitch. So I need to break your ring and pinky fingers first. Uh, can we like, can we talk about the logic of this though? Of Like if you want to defeat Jason, you need to get information from me. So I'm going to make you at your strongest by breaking your fucking fingers before you go to battle with Jason. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that. Like, so he, I, I did a super cut just so you can hear the ridiculous information that he gives them. So I cut out, but every time he's like, you know, for information like that, you got to pay. You got to pay. And by the like third time where he just needs to know, like, like the real thing, he confidently gives you, he's like, this one's on the house. I can see that you're. I can see that you're brave. <laughs> so uh, here's the super. I, I got. I got special message for you. By the way, kid Johnny Depp, I found out about your girlfriend. She shit the bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so here's Duke's breakdown uh, of all the information that he uh, he gives to uh, Stephen here. The only way to kill Jason Voorhees is to destroy his heart. And there's only one person can do that now that Diana's dead. Her daughter. Jessica. And he will try to get to her before she can get to him. What does he want? Same thing he wanted her mother for. What? <gasps> Those FBI idiots destroyed Jason's body, so now he needs a new one. The ones he's jumping in and out of, they can't last. They get diseased, he gets weak. Jason needs to be reborn again, and he needs Jessica to do it. In a Voorhees was he born. Through a Voorhees may he be reborn. (laughs) And only by the hands of a Voorhees will he die. Jason had a sister. Your girlfriend's mother, Diana. Now that she's dead, he has only two blood relatives left in the world with the power to kill him or make him reborn. Jessica and her baby. Gotta protect them. The only way to do that is to kill Jason, and you can't. But Jessica can. Tell Jessica about her birthright. Make her believe you. Go to the Voorhees' house, find proof. Because if you don't, Jason will kill her. And your baby. So, okay, thank you, Mr. Crazy Man, that I'm in here. This all seems pretty believable. All right. So we're saying that Diane, Diana, Mm -hmm. was Jason's sister. Correct. 
So we're taking a page out of the old Halloween handbook. Yeah, right here. But uh, I don't think even Judith Myers has the ability to kill uh, uh, Michael Myers. I mean, the only thing that can kill Mike Myers is a bad, uh, you know, Austin Powers remake. Um, um, but wasn't that sort of the plot of Halloween 6? Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the baby, right? Yeah, the idea yeah. that the <laughs> God damn it, I hate this shit. <laughs> but technically, um, um uh Halloween six comes out like four years later after or three years later. Oh. Jason did it first, okay? Much like which usually uh, you know, the Voorhees, uh the Friday the thirteenth series does copy a lot of uh, uh uh halloween and finally halloween copies uh friday the 13th here you know we get a little bit of uh, action back and forth i'd like to think that they cut out the the scene with them in the uh the jail cells where he has to uh, uh tell him special information and he just destroys tries to uh break his dick <laughs> yes Yes. So, I'll have to break your dick. He just holds on to it while he's like, giving him information. So uh, <laughs> next we see one of our two prison breaks in this movie. Uh, we see <laughs> prison break where he easily steals his friend Randy's gun, holds him at gunpoint and gets out. Uh, heads back to the diner shortly after that. Jessica brings her uh, baby there to just be watched and put in a uh box of produce and they were like hey you watch my kid even though you gotta work what by the way what the fuck is jessica doing she doesn't have a job she's not busy she's just like i gotta leave this baby i got shit to do in crystal lake while i'm in town i gotta show my my boyfriend the thing and i can't have this fucking baby weighing me down actually i'm gonna stand up for her right now mm -hmm. i actually disagree with you so her mom has just been found dead and yeah, she has fair. to go finish the estate fairs ah okay all right that's fair enough you know that's a good reason to just leave it with your working friend at the diner that makes sense uh whatever you're a parent <laughs> parents are always looking for reasons to drop their kids with other people you're not, you're not wrong um so <laughs> and have a sh and have a shower uh yeah. i also do like uh joey who's uh played by rusty swimmer here i like that she just basically says what the fuck is this baby here rich uh, i could pull this little clip here what the fuck is that it's Jessica's baby. Get it the fuck out. This is a restaurant, not a fucking nursery. <laughs> it's just, but she, within like the next five minutes, she goes from, I hate this fucking baby. She's like, I can't, nobody can take this baby. I love this fucking baby. It's my baby now. Um, so uh, she, uh, she uh, relents and lets the baby stay in a box in the storeroom. Steven shows up and gets to meet his child for the first time as he sneaks in the back. And a, a tubby fellow who doesn't look like Eric Woodworth, I'll tell you that right now, uh, gives the keys to his car uh, so that Steven can get out of there because uh, they're friends. It definitely does not look like me. Um, so <laughs> I didn't think it did. <laughs> Thank you. I truly don't think it looks like you. It looks more like an Ian Sawyer's. <laughs> Uh, so uh, he then goes and takes the car to the Voorhees house. And uh, if you notice outside, there's a jungle gym. That's actually from the movie The Birds. It can be seen in the front there. There's actually going to be a fight scene Ooh. that happens on it. But yeah, that uh, jungle gym is from The Birds. Uh, you also get a the extra Easter egg that the Necronomicon Ex Mortis is just sitting on the fucking mantle there, just hanging out. Nobody seems to care. He flips through. He's like, what the fuck is this book of the dead here Klaatu Vera oh somebody shows up though before he can unleash all hell in there and uh but, Steven but, is forced to hide but, in an abandoned room 
By the way, prop uh, maker uh, Tom Sullivan actually read me some of the pages of the uh, the uh, I almost said Book of Mormon, <laughs> the, the Necronomicon. <laughs> you will wear special underwear every Saturday. <laughs> it, it's 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 uh what it's camouflage, but it, it's normal. It's actual English, but when he has the little severed hand in the the picture. <laughs> At the top, it says employees need to wash hands. <laughs> <laughs> that I didn't know, but that's awesome. Uh, so uh, Robert actually shows up because he's doing a film shoot there. So he's forced to, uh, uh, Steven's forced to hide in a closet where a dead body falls on him of a waitress. Uh, and we get to hear what a piece of shit Robert is in the meantime. Well, uh, last night, I stole Diana's body and I hid it here in the closet. And then I went home and fucked her daughter. <laughs> Reg, Reg, you want to calm down? Listen, I'll talk Jessica into letting us shoot here, right? I'll bring the police, they'll discover the body on camera, and our ratings will go right through the fucking roof. How's that grabbing? <laughs> Oh, God, but guess what? It's Jason as the cop. He's back again. And uh, what is probably the coolest death, I think, in this movie is him entering and switching into uh, the other fella's body, going into Robert's Uh body. Uh, Because when he leaves the husk behind that was that, it slowly fucking melts into, like, nothing and just this slimy mess that would make the guy uh, from RoboCop who gets splashed with toxic waste look like he was having a good day. It was, it's very tar man. Yeah, yeah. It's so gross and beautiful. Uh, I really did enjoy this little special effect of him basically doing a full on um, street trash melt in front of him. Yes, after having some Viper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, he uh, he melts away. Uh, luckily, Stephen goes undetected, and he leaves to go uh, see if he can uh, probably go save his children or his child. Um, Stephen um, uh, goes to go rescue Jessica um, as uh, what's his name shows up. He's able to give like what is the weakest punch to uh, Robert Jason and I've ever seen. It's just like a ooh and like I don't understand how Steven can somehow keep fighting this uh, undead beast uh, but he's able to run off and then he runs him over with the, the car a couple of times um, and then he tries to say okay so I got some explaining to do Jessica. Here's what's going on. He killed him wrong. He is not dead and that is not Robert. Jess. I did not kill your mother. Yesterday, Josh, or someone that looked like Josh, killed him. You killed him. Wrong. He is not dead, and that is not Robert. Jess, I did not kill your mother. Yesterday, Josh, or someone that looked like Josh, killed her. That was after she blew off the back of his head. I stabbed him with a poker right through the heart, and, and the son of a bitch still lived. Stephen, please just let me go. Look, Jess, you and the baby are in a lot of danger. I can help. I won't leave you this time, Jess. Yeah, you will, Steve. I promise I won't. Jess, let's go get the baby. Oh, she kicks him out of the car and then uh, leaves him on the side of the road. Um, can, I, can I just say that the audio, if I didn't know it was a man speaking, I would think it's just two really overly committed lesbians having a fight. <laughs> oh, God. So uh, Randy shows up shortly after that and uh, goes and arrests uh, Steve. 
Uh, they have a little fight, and then they also point guns at each other. It's a really heartwarming little friendship that goes back and forth. He's like, I got to arrest you because I got a gun. He's like, well, I have a gun, too. <laughs> Let's point guns at each other. Um, he looks like Wish Andrew Garfield. <laughs> But when Randy finds that, uh, reveals to Steven that uh, Jessica's at the police station, he willingly accepts to be um, arrested, which is just the wonderfulest act of white privilege I've ever seen in a movie. And uh, oh, he he walks in there, and shortly after he gets into the police station, the uh, uh, Robert comes jackbooting in there, and uh, like he's the fucking Terminator. Um, and in a in a show of athleticism that I've never seen matched outside of a Rocky three movie where Rocky outruns Apollo Creed on a beach, which is has to be the biggest stretch of imagination that <laughs> an Italian man on steroids could beat just anyone black guy on foot. Uh, <clears throat> Steven does a full thing where he athletically jumps over his handcuffs and then pulls the gun from Randy a second time and unloads on this unsuspecting person. Um, yes, you can go. I'm sorry. My daughter has brought me oh. a note here. I'm going to read it on here, but she's, okay. she's not leaving. She's just sitting here standing like, oh, Jen reads this note. I hope, you'll, I hope he reads this note real quick. So um, just one brief second here. It says, mom left. I know that. Can I have a fruit snack and play V games? And then there's a little box on here that checks yes or no. So I'm going to go fill this Aww. out real quick. No. Do you, you love dummy. me? No, I'm just Do kidding. you want to be my friend? Because if you do. Well, you definitely oh. did disturb the podcast, but I love you to death. Okay. And go have a fruit snack and play yourself some video Aww. games, you sweet angel. What a wild way to find, find out your wife loved you. Yes. 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 <laughs> so, uh, Steven hops the cuffs, uh, shoots the shoots up uh, old old Robert, and then uh, unloads the mag into Jason. He flees with Jessica, but of course Jason wakes back up and kills three cops by fucking jacking their heads together like a pair of coconuts. Uh, but in all this madness, Duke is able to also free himself. So now Duke's out. Uh, and Jason's on the run still, and now they go, Stephen and Jess go to get their kid, who Joey, just uh, the owner of the diner, just apparently loves now and won't give up. Luckily, they're strapped to the gills with guns and uh, have so many. Uh, Jason is, shows up shortly after that, and the guy who doesn't look like me, definitely does not look like Eric Woodworth, uh, goes to a punch Jason, he just rips his arm in two and just breaks his uh, his old and Ura or whatever fucking forearm like that. That one actually bothers me. Yeah, it's a pretty cool. It's a pretty cool death. That's that's called a Steven Seagalism. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, he then goes in and turns Joey's face into a fucking asshole just by giving her an elbow like like this. Ugh. And then uh, meanwhile, this waitress who just is was supposed to be watching the kid is apparently Steven Seagal. She knows how to use shotguns, jump over things. She actually at one part javelins fucking Jason with a piece of rebar. And she's only outdone because Jason is still alive and just pulls her onto the rebar with him uh allowing the steven as well as the baby and jess to escape uh the sea of humanity left in jason's wake here uh 
so uh he also but jess ends up leaving again um uh steven behind because he's like hey i know you kind of re- rescued everybody and you're really trying to do hank but also still fuck you like what did steven do that's so bad that she would still be against yes. his help <laughs> and we never talk about it like at no point right like my understanding is at no point do we talk about like what actually happened between these two yeah i mean he has to be a real piece of shit for her to still be like uh i'll take on the hawk i'll take on this undead evil monster by myself thanks don't need the help well the other thing that's weird is like there's almost this idea that like he doesn't know like does he not know that he had a child with her yeah there was like some there was a little gray area like i'm not really sure is that my baby maybe well because the only thing i could think of is if like she had told him she was pregnant and he's like cool and then like said he was going out for milk and cigarettes yeah and he just vamps out (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why she got pregnant after i fucked her but uh, when when Steven realizes where she's going, uh, it's because uh, Duke had been there to the diner before them. He actually has the baby uh, and says, come to the Voorhees house alone. So uh, he uh, she goes in there and um, Duke is waiting for her and uh basically says that, you know, hey, you got to help kill Jason Voorhees and uh uh as they're waiting for that to show up we notice that some police officer uh that shows up at the diner we don't know who is now going to be jason we just know it's somebody in a cop uniform of course shortly after this two cops show up one the sheriff who got bashed in the face and the other who is randy who looks perfectly fine our friend who can't stop getting his gun stolen and uh she has to make a choice because duke has fallen down through a trap door and a piece of rebar sticking through his leg in the fruit cellar now he's just yelling you should kill them both uh but of course she chooses wrong actually just murders a regular guy with her new magical knife that she's gotten she's also just gotten like he throws a spike at her that becomes like basically a uh like almost like a a metal version of the uh knife from um uh evil dead it's not instead of bone it has this intricate thing it's something a a dungeons and dragon nerd would have on a mantle like that is the scepter of uh of shielding uh it actually produces a green flame in the icewind dale trilogy um wait a second nobody said three daggers (laughs) yeah so (laughs) jessica was like hey you want to go to my stabbing cabin (laughs) so she needs to stab it but she's of course she's actually just murdered somebody she's murdered the sheriff uh just everybody everybody knows in the omen you have to stab damien with seven daggers and they get the final dagger and then you had the, the incandation you spin around three times or something. Yeah. So. It's the hokey pokey. But as uh <laughs> As now we've, it's been revealed that uh, Randy is in fact Jason. He's about to uh, tongue fuck this baby here, and uh, it's about to go into the baby's mouth. But luckily, in the nick of time, Stephen shows up once again, and reminiscent of the same shot from Friday the Thirteenth, uh, the original, comes wielding a machete and lops off a big slice into Randy's neck as he falls to the ground. Now as he's on the ground, the head opens up like the movie 
the thing and a full on mm -hmm. little demon crawls out, which Jason is now Jason's just a tiny demon that's in my, people's bodies, I guess. Okay. And little now demon thing, syndrome. It, it, it attacks him. He's like, ah, get off me. It's fucking very, <laughs> it's very silly. And then uh, uh, she, of course, just can't reach a knife. Um, Duke, on the other hand, uh, uh, is still down there and uh, they are able to go rescue Duke but now the knife is downstairs and the demon they can't seem to find but they can hear a bit of a rumbling and uh, uh, Stephen ponders hey Duke that part about being reborn through a Voorhees woman doesn't have to be a living woman Duke that thing's in the basement with Jessica's mother Ugh. oh shit oh Jason comes up through the floorboards, completely reborn through Diana's body, which is only there because that fucking jackass brought it there earlier. So the full circle is complete. Jason is reborn and we don't have a knife. Now, Jason, as these other people, uh, he's been able to fight against Steven, who he one fucking shot kills pretty much everybody he runs, in, except for this douchebag, unathletic looking 30 year old man who again once again is able to go toe to toe and get the shit kicked out of him for a solid three minutes uh until he can uh until his girlfriend can find the knife uh there is a one scene where he tries to save them and creighton duke handcuffs himself to uh one thing and to jason and jason who has the strength of the hulk and can rip things out can't move duke and like this very rickety looking metal structure this immovable piece of furniture in, in creighton's body is holding jason back that he just i he was like oh my god is that ikea furniture there's no way i could i could possibly be moved uh but jason takes him and cracks his back bear hug style and uh ends creighton duke's life um outside the fight spills out now that he's fully jason he can go through a window and still continue to fight uh you find out here uh so they fight they eventually she's about to jason's about to get on top of him and then uh just as he's about to deliver a killing blow to steven out of nowhere jessica comes up like she's fucking ray mysterio and stabs him from behind in the heart front side like this and he all of a sudden starts to glow a light beam of light starts to do and steven takes this as his cues like i'm a fucking fuck this motherfucker up and he starts punching jason in the face and it's working uh all of a sudden a bunch of demonic rock hands start to come up to drag jason to hell jessica gives a final karate kick to the knife that fully embeds and the light intensifies uh steven also starts to get pulled down but ultimately she's able to help steven who she's clearly wanted dead this entire movie decides to pull him like i hate you but i don't want you to be devoured by rock demons you're well, allowed to live a little bit longer well yeah because she's now gonna want child support payments yes yes and uh uh jason is dragged to the depths of hell leaving behind only the hockey mask uh above ground uh you can kind of see them 
right after this walking off into the sunset which uh, holding each other which i think is funny because they just they don't have the baby and they're like ah well this is all done i'm glad we're glad we're good now and as they look down at the freddy at the uh the jason mask we see a claw come up from the side and it's none other than the of freddy krueger that drags the mask all the way down under the ground which brings us to an end jason goes to hell the ninth installment in the franchise uh let's let's uh, make a point that it was actually uh, kane hodder's hand Ah, Kane Hodder's hand that pulled the Jason mask down. Very good. Very good. Jeremy, your final thoughts on Jason goes to hell. Uh, it's, it's just like a trilogy that, that gets everything. I even think that the, uh, the little demon was the demon that, uh, Craig T. Nelson, uh, uh, choked up in, uh, Poltergeist 2, I think. So uh, bring it, bring it full circle and, and, so convoluted oh my god so convoluted ashley your final thoughts on jason goes to hell um it's terrible but i still love it because i love all of these movies in this franchise um i've actually been working on a project as everybody knows um i will be starring in the next friday the 13th which is jason goes to Firefest. <laughs> Oh, man. And now Jason transitions to a woman. So I will say uh, this is, like I said earlier, this is probably the one I've watched the most out of all the Friday the 13th series. Uh, I do actually, it holds a special place in my heart. Is it cheesy as fuck? Yes. Are like even the credits like uh, on par with a Cinemax after dark film? A hundred percent. Everything about this movie is kind of a big old mess, but I like the world that they built that uh, eventually led to Freddy versus Jason uh, about 10 years down the road from here. So uh, overall fun installment. I say go ahead and check it out. Great kills, good fun, and what a better way to spend your Friday the 13th, 2023 than catching up with a little bit of Jason Voorhees. My other biggest qualm about this, not enough hell. You know, Jason takes mm-hmm. Manhattan, lots of New York. Very little amount of hell in this, so yeah. I was a little disappointed in that. But Ashley, where can people find you coming up at? You can always find me online at ashleypontiuslaps.com. Let's see. I will be at the second Saturday shit show on October 14th. Um, You can also catch me at Brussels Cafe in Chambersburg, uh, October 27th. We are doing a Halloween comedy show with Ryan Nazer and Tom Nutty. Oh, fuck yeah. The old Tom Nutty. Big Hollywood Nutty, huh? Uh, Check all that shit out. Uh, All things Eric Comedy, ericcomedy.com. Make sure you check out Jeremy's Reverb Nation uh, channel. We're going to put that in the uh, information for this episode if Jeremy emails me in time. Uh, Otherwise, all that other stuff. Come see the Murder Mystery. It's a really good one. I'm learning a monologue. Jeremy, take us out of here. I said jump down on Jump Street. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs>